The Korean Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by The Lodge Hotel, famous for food, functions and fantastic value. Hi, welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast with myself, your host, Damien Mullen, and my co-host, Jonathan McNabb. Once again, before we start, we'll get a, a few of the formalities out of the way. And once again, thank you to our kind sponsors, The Lodge Hotel in Korean. And it's, um, if you're looking for a perfect place for an exclusive Christmas party, then look no further. The Lodge Hotel is a popular venue for private parties any time of the year, but particularly the festive season. Uh, the private rooms are available for get-togethers, big or small. <clears throat> and with a four-course lunch and dinner menu, you can enjoy a festive feast at an affordable price. So if you're thinking about having a little bit of a, a soiree this Christmas, why not check out the Lodge Hotel? So, Jonathan, with the formalities dispensed with, I guess there's really only one place to start. And Tuesday night, I mean, have you have you got over the drama and the anxiety yet? Oh, sure, it was only a few penalties that were at the end. What you know? Um, no, it was that nah, was very bizarre. It's it, the match wasn't great, and for how bad the match probably was, the penalties just sort of overtook it. And I think the whole 120 minutes beforehand, nobody's really spoken about, which sort of just tells a tale. And yeah, look, I think the penalties are a little bit of everything in them. There's a few good ones, a few bad ones, a few lucky ones, and but listen, I think um, look, I think if, if Corey had a loss, but I still would have had, I still would have felt sick. So. But you have to give uh, both sets of players a lot of credit. Um, a few guys missed one and then went back up and hit another one. So, no, yeah, look, I think um, it's a competition that we've done well in recently and um, it's great to keep it going. And, and yeah, look, I think just, uh, I was just mad. It was, it was, it was, it was surreal. It was, it was maybe one of the things we just want nearly somebody just they miss and get over with. And, <laughs> but thankfully, um, it was, it was Balina who missed and, and we were able to go through. And no sooner had, the penalty thing finished, <clears throat> the shootout finished, then people were searching the record books, <clears throat> excuse me, just to discover if in fact it was a record because everybody was assuming that maybe it was a record with 44 penalties taken. Uh, in actual fact, it didn't take long for people to come up with the, the answer that is the third, joint third longest penalty shootout in the history of football, which is absolutely incredible. And then that got us thinking and then that brings us to our special guest tonight on the podcast and club statistician, historian, former school teacher, all around, I don't know what the right word is, know it all about Korean in a nice way and a good way. Hunter McClellan, you're most welcome to the podcast. And as I said, we had these, everybody was searching the record books um, and that's one of your areas of expertise, Hunter. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But first of all, getting back to the, the match and the penalties, and I believe you weren't even at the match. I wasn't. But <laughs> I, I was following it online. I was following the penalties online, which was pretty good because they, they told you goal or miss and the score. But sometimes they jumped a bit. So you wonder what was happening. You know, I thought we had missed one. So I assumed if Ballymena scored, we were out. But then I went on a couple of stages and we were still there. So I thought it was never going to end. It's fair to say, Hunter, you don't miss too many games. And I'm sure when you look back, that is one that you think and wish you might have been at when you look back in hindsight. Yeah, definitely for that drama. I mean, anybody was at it, I think they'll not forget it for many a day. Honestly, it was just unreal. Well, as we were saying... You know, even afterwards, Johnny and myself, it's a piece of history, isn't it, really? Because like you've written a book on the history of Korean Football Club. And when mm -hmm. the next history comes to be written in another 100 years time, whatever, we'll be long oh, sorry. gone. Sorry, can I interrupt you? There you should can't. be something done in a few years time for the 100th anniversary. Well, are you offering there? No, I, I had asked Johnny to take that on. 
Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how many grey hairs I have left after watching Corey. I, I'll pass on all the stats for you, you know. Very good. Yeah, yeah well, actually, that 100th anniversary. But the point being that as anybody was there, it was a I was there kind of moment because it, it, will, it will go down in the history and folklore of the club, won't it? Yep, it certainly will. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to know yet, but I've researched all the penalty shootouts Corey had had, you know, so when you want that, I'll give it to you. Right. Well, wh wh where does it compare them? <laughs> well, they've had 21, sorry, 22 of those since they started using penalty shootouts. And we have won 11 and lost 11. So uh, that's, uh, that's 11 all. <laughs> and that includes two tonight, I presume. That does. And I saw the very first one. And when was that? It was the 1st of January 1974, and it was the City Cup final, played at Ballymena against Linfield. And, and the Victorian match, one. <laughs> and the match ended 2 all, very heavy ground, uh, pretty bad weather, and it went to penalties. And two famous Korean players missed penalties that day, Ivan hey. Burke and Desi Dixon. Uh, those are two players that you would put money on to score. You would. Um, so they won 3 1. 3 1? No, there's a, a big. No, Linfield. Linfield won 3 1. On penalties? Yes. But oh, you, you, you'll remember then we went on to better things and won the league that year. That's right. So that was the 1st of January. 3 3 1 on penalties sounds rather mundane, doesn't it? When oh, you look well, at 18 17 on <laughs> penalties on Tuesday night. <laughs> That's a bit more, yes. So, I mean, people missed on both sides. That's incredible. Like, mm -hmm. um, And, like, of course, we, we're talking about penalties uh, in, in association with Korean. You, you've, you've very kindly researched the penalties for us or how mm -hmm. many times they've been involved. And I remember, I think maybe it was in your book previously, Hunter, or, or talking to you, and you had done a piece one time before about Victor Hunter. Yes, and and Victor and penalties, there's a very good story there as well, isn't there? Yes, he was a penalty king. I have a feeling it was something like 11 penalties he saved in a season. So, I mean, that would take some beating. <laughs> that, that would take some beating. And I'm sure uh, he would be quick to tell everybody and remind everybody. Yes, definitely. Uh, there's another one I remember in particular. Uh, Corian had... Uh, won the league 73-74. They won the Irish Cup next year. The following season, Ivan Murray was on his own. He had been a joint manager with John McCurdy the previous season. But in the 75-76, he was number one. And the team had gone on a good, lengthy, unbeaten run. They started the season off, won the Ulster Cup. They played the final of the City Cup at Balamina, against Balamina and won it. And they got to the final of the City Cup and they lost on penalties to Bangor. And that ended a 35-game unbeaten run, which hasn't been beaten. 35 games? Yes. Well, Korean have come close, on a, they close have. on a couple of occasions, haven't they? Yes. And I mean, I don't know all the details, but we had some uh, stats um, unbeaten and no goals conceded. And uh, I can't remember exactly how many, but that hasn't been beaten. I mean, so, the thing, and even back as recently as Johnny and I have talked about it on the, on the podcast before the year that 2018, that Korean nearly won the league. I mean, they went that season actually unbeaten. Yes. Was that right, or did they lose one, Johnny? Well, lost one. We had an lost one. Lost one. I thought because uh, we would have known if they were the Invincibles <laughs> almost, but. Losing one game, Hunter, in a season is quite an achievement too, I would have thought. It is, but I just want to say about that, I was at Mournview that day, or last match, <laughs> and at a certain point in time, um, Crusaders conceded a goal to Balamina. That's right. At that point in time, we were champions. <laughs> and if Corian had managed to score a goal, it might have helped, but of course, Crusaders equalised, scored another and another. That was close. But, no, um, no. Just, just another one. Uh, the very first year I started to watch them, which I'm coming to the 60th anniversary, uh, we finished the league one point behind Glentoran. And we were ahead and we lost two matches. And who beat us? 
Derry City and Ballymena are two rivals. Mm. They they spoiled the, the party. So that was very close. And, and of course, like you, you know, you said like you started following the club, I think. 60, 65? 63, 60, December 63, Boxing Day. That'll be 60 years coming up yeah. this year. And it's at Ballymena Showgrounds. Wait, is that, and that, that was where you watched your first game? No, no, the first one was home uh, to Glenavon at Coleraine. And, and this one here will be your 60th anniversary. And yes. I mean, <laughs> you're a statistician, as we know, in a, in a story. I mean, have you ever, you probably haven't, but have you ever thought about counting up how many Korean games you've actually watched in that 60 years I haven't and <laughs> um, I probably could work it out of a pretty good memory of matches I've seen you know but uh, I couldn't say for sure that I would get it right No, that's I haven't seen as many the last couple of seasons I haven't gone to as many yeah. away matches but there was a time when I wouldn't miss anything you know? I know it's, it's probably just as, as time goes on it gets a little bit more yeah. difficult yeah. and but you, you would always go with the, the Garvin Carré Supporters Club. And yes. I mean, those, those guys, I mean, they're they're loyal supporters, Hunter, too, aren't they? Well, they're very good. They started in '94. Uh, so we had uh, an anniversary a couple of years ago and a, a nice dinner, you know, to commemorate. So and they're a steady, steady crowd of uh, players, uh, fans, you know? They are. They are. They're, they're very, very loyal, as I say. And. Great supporters as well, and and always they always seem to enjoy the games. You know, regardless, you know, if they lose, yeah. obviously they're disappointed. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. They're disappointed, obviously, but yep. they can take it and move mm-hmm. on because they're all wise enough to know that at the end of the day it's a game, and and they'll be back the next week, won't they? <laughs> yeah, and as well as that, they were very good at uh, fundraising, and they always had money for Korean, and they had a dinner at the end of the season where they presented. That's right. All the awards and things. So it was a nice thing. That's right. Uh, I mean, Johnny, your family goes back a long time in, in, in terms of watching and following Korean too. And I think I read something earlier online there. Um, one of the famous Korean games was against Dynamo Kiev. And was it your grandfather, perhaps, was yes. second by that time, Johnny, the, in the video? The great, the great grandfather. He would have been the showroom or I for a while and, and then my dad obviously he took and he went and watched the matches. I don't think my grandfather, so I don't think my dad's father was big on the football, but obviously Sorry, Johnny, it was your grandfather. No. I I have him on video. Uh, I mean no, he and my mother were at school together. And but, I, I, he wasn't a football man, but he had the camera. Yeah, but that he definitely wouldn't have went to Kiev, definitely wouldn't have. Really? No, I definitely, definitely not. No, hundred percent. Oh well. But he, I, I, I think he's in the footage because I remember getting the. Yes. There's a clip of the Kiev match, and then it's just yes. there's the grandfather sitting there, and that's the one I put on the DVD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> so yeah, then dad, my dad's obviously then took me, and aye, that's really, yeah, that's just how the bug just sort of. It's in the genes, but the yeah. <clears throat> the Dynamo Kiev one is is particularly notable as well, just on that hunter because. Am I right in thinking that Korean were the first British club to play behind the Iron Curtain at that time? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, a journalist, a sports journalist from Kiev, who lives in Dublin, came up and did a, a video interview with me a couple of years ago. And I got uh, Johnny McCurdy and Ivan Murray there and Freddie Monaghan, who were all over there that day as well. So, and I went over to Kiev and they put into a book and stuff, you know, which is nice. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I, I'm just thinking to myself when you mentioned like Ivan Murray and Desi Dixon and that, you know, those guys, imagine them going to like Kiev in yeah. Ukraine from Balamone. I mean, in 1965, I mean, that must have been some experience for those guys, really. It was. I mean, uh, it was great to hear uh, Johnny McCurdy and Ivan Murray talking about it, you know, going from Balamone to there, to Massive stadium and a very big, uh, there's a big gate at that match and there's actually some footage of that match on YouTube and you can see the crowds, you know, and I mean, that, I think it might have been their first time in Europe as well. So it was quite a thing and, and they were some team. Yeah, they were a good side. Um, and it's, it's a terrific little footnote in Korean's history that they were the first British club yeah. behind the Iron Curtain. That, that's something... 
that nobody can ever take away from them. That's when correct. Yeah. Um, and the Korean have had great European ex exploits too, and I'm sure you've probably been in a few yourself, Hunter. Have you over the years? Yeah, years so I have. Yeah, some high scoring ones, <laughs> not in our favour, but you know, the, there were seven <laughs> ones and things. You know, uh, the, the Dutch team was on Anderlecht and stuff. Oh, uh, but that's good. Good experience. Yeah, and I mean, just come back talking about you know little pieces of claim to fame, like I said about Korean playing behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, mm -hmm. and I'm. Um, Johnny, I'm just thinking, going back to Tuesday night, you know, you probably know as well, but the fact that it was 44 penalties, it's featured, I think, across the water on, on the mainland news, I think on Radio 2, I think it was in BBC Radio 6 this evening, actually, I was in my car uh, at five o'clock for anybody that knows, they do like a tea time anthem and they pick a news story and then they get listeners to text in three songs that ties in with the, the, the story of the day. And today's was the Balamina Korean penalty shootout, apparently. So I happened to be driving the car and I listened to it. And anyway, but what I'm saying, Johnny, is you probably have heard it as well. Like It's kind of gone viral or global, as, as the youngsters would say. Yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. And um, Wednesday morning, the phone went and it was a guy from BBC Newsbeat. And uh, one day speak to somebody from the club, and, and he was like, Look, if I can't get anyone, will you do it? And I'm like, No, I'll check it. I couldn't think of anyone worse. So I gave him David McDade's number. So a good dairy man, he could speak for Ireland, he definitely could speak for Ireland. That boy, so um, David, I think, got them sorted out. So, no, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And anytime I go on um, any of the social media channels or somebody that shared it and stuff like that, but listen, like it's the joint third highest in football history, and I doubt there's much footage of them other two, two or three games. So um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just crazy and two cycles of penalties and everyone else and, and I never knew you could change the running order after the first first run so obviously I think Kieran Farn was switched up a wee bit and, and stuff like that so nah, yeah, it's just a, a crazy evening And was it worse Hunter not being physically present and having to watch it via a screen because I can imagine when you can't see it unfold in front of you, it almost is, is worse. It is because, as I say, you don't know what's happening. And uh, when they were missing some of the, the scores, you know, I thought, oh, they're out. Because Balamina had scored one and we missed. And then I didn't know what happened for another couple of penalties. And amazingly, they were still there. But it was still exciting, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, Jonathan and I were there and it was like, I think if I'm right in thinking, Balamina had at least two opportunities to yes. win it in sudden yeah. death and mm -hmm. missed it on both yeah. occasions. So we yeah. were, yeah. we got away with it a couple of times. But mm -hmm. big shout out, I mean, massive, like Johnny mentioned at the start, but big shout out to all the guys who took the penalties and yeah. And Oren mentioned it after the game, particularly those guys that maybe missed their first penalties like Lyndon or, or Kieran Farn and then had to step up again to take it. But I nobody, well. nobody who missed, missed twice. Yeah, nah, that's good. Which was fair play to them, you know. But Absolutely. just one more thing, I thought we chuckled at the interview Johnny did with uh, uh, Graham Kelly. He says it's almost Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't joking either. I know. <laughs> We left, me and Damien left, uh, Damien, I remember this, because we went into the car after interviewing the, everyone, and, and I looked at the watch, it was half eleven, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, my wife asked me what time she think I was home, and I was like, maybe what, maybe 11 or so, but uh, no, it was more more midnight than, than 11. So. I know, and that's because we helped clean out the changing room as well, Jonathan, don't forget. Yeah, well, that's something they got. <laughs> yeah, um, but particular kudos as well to... Well, Gareth Dean, for example, saved a number of penalties and I think scored twice, if I'm he did. right. Yeah. That's some achievement. And also Josh Carson, who scored a penalty in normal time and then yes. scored his two penalties yeah. in, the, in the shootout. I mean, three penalties in a game, Hunter, again, you may not have stats, but that must bear a rare enough accomplishment. Well, I've never known it before. Definitely not. That's fantastic. You know, fair play to him. 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, when, it, when you're taking a second penalty, you, you think, well, they'll do the same as this as the last time, you know, and they do it three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they went left, right, and middle, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think the, the, the first one during the game, he went down the middle, blasted it. Yeah. And the other two, I mean, the other two he hit pretty well too, Johnny, didn't he? he He's not one for tapping them in. They'll, they'll put everything into it, Johnny. Yes, if the keeper saves it, he's, he's going to have the net. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I was looking there. Um, I remember Ben Doherty scored two against Motherwell in the Europa League, but he didn't hit one in the shutout because we missed our first three. Yeah. He would have been he would have been different. He could have been two in normal time and then one in on the shootout, so he didn't hit one. So that was one that sprung to mind, but obviously we missed our three penalties that time. So like all the all the penalties were some of the penalties like, there was a couple of them that I think were missed that were actually quite good too. And I think if Beansy looks back he might have thought he should have maybe saved maybe Scott White size towards the end. But listen, um at the end of the day he he rifled two in and, and saved one from from Noah Stewart whenever we were going out. So um yeah big hats off the to, to Garth. Uh, and do you know what? Just sorry, Hunter, we minute. Just a fair play as well. You you mentioned Scott Whiteside, Garva fella, ex Korean as well. And in fact, he scored three in that game. He obviously scored for Balamina in the game and then he scored the two penalties. That's right. So fair play to Scott as well. I know he was in the losing team, but he's a local lad as well. So big shout out to Scott. But you were going to say something, Hunter? Yeah. Uh, I just wonder. Is there going to be footage available of the penalties, all of them? I mean, they, they show a few of them, but I haven't seen them. But let's see the whole lot. Yeah, we do. We get the highlights sorted. Um, I think this evening here, so uh, we're going to plan to just knock them all out. Um, every single penalty. So that would be great. I'll be about twenty-five minutes of footage. You, you may get, you may get the cup of tea. You may boil the kettle, Hunter, and uh, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> to be to be fair, the BBC Sport and I put out a thing, and it was just like. The whole 18, uh, 17 penalties, and it was like just the editing was so sharp, it was just like penalty, penalty, penalty. Uh, and they had, was, a wee, they had a wee score ticker going one nil, one each two, uh, you know, whatever it was. Like, so but no, we we, we definitely will have plans to, to get the full, the full, the full shit yeah. out. Well, in my online scrapbook, I have done something I've never done before. I have all penalties in order who took them the scores and photographs of the players just a, a page because it's, it's just uh, unique yeah. well that's why I, I did a wee piece for our website the other day as well and I, I just listed yeah. the order you know who took the penalties and, and what the score was because again that's a, like a bit of history for people that in yep. years to come they'll look back at that and think my god you know like and the guys that were involved in it, they'll be forever raised in the, in the in the club's history, won't they? They definitely will. It's just, uh, I say, they'll never forget it. If anyone on there, they'll never forget that. And had, had to tell wives and your friends, I really was at the football match. I know. You know. Well, Tina, like Tina, like, you know Tina, my wife, you know Tina, yes. like, she says to me, what time will you be home? I goes, well, I don't know. I say, It's a cup game. I goes, if everything goes well, it'll be like quarter to eight, half eight, quarter nine, half nine, interviews to ten, leave Balamina at ten, home for half ten. Mm-hmm. But I says, it's a cup game, so I says, anything could happen. And, and Tina's normally one that goes to bed early, but for some reason, the Tuesday, she was still awake. And I come in, goes, she goes, where were you? <laughs> it goes, what did I tell you? <laughs> yep. You couldn't make it up, could you? Well, yeah. at least there's proof. <laughs> there is proof. Yeah. Absolutely. The other um, thing was, and so what I was thinking about was uh, when the penalty started. At the start of the season, Gontorn went out 14-13 in Europe. That's right. You know, and I thought, that, that's unbelievable. But, I forgot uh, about that, actually. I, I didn't think Korean would beat it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, yeah. I, I forgot totally about hey, that. Hunter, if you'd have left the house when the penalty started, you would have seen maybe the last two or three when you got <laughs> the penalty. You're right. <laughs> the, pen- the penalties nearly took as long as the match. Yes. I'm sure it really was a marathon. It was, and you know, great and all as it was, obviously leaving and and winning was was fantastic. But then Johnny, the draw took place yesterday, and that was like a real reward for what happened on Tuesday when you heard the draw, wasn't it? For those who maybe have been living under a rock, haven't heard the draw, just tell us how the draw worked out for Korea. 
Yeah, so obviously they were at home in the quarterfinal to the winners of Glenavon and Namavari. Yep. And the winners of that tie play the winners of Portadown. Everyone's between Anna United and Lock All, and then they play Portadown. I'm a little bit home to them as well. So, like, listen, I think let's call a spade a spade. I think every Korean fan would have wanted to avoid Lauren and hopefully Lauren Lumfield and hopefully them two draw each other, and they have. But, you know, we've we've had a unwelcome record, really, if you think about it, against Glenavon. But you don't know, it could be a, it could be a derby as well um, against Limavadi. So, um, Sound like Oren here, but if Oren was on, he'd say the same thing. He can't look too far ahead. So, but yeah. listen, two home draws is a really good incentive to, to try and get their final. Yeah, uh, avoiding the, those other teams was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, but we still have to do our job. The, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the, the danger here is complacency. Yes, you know, because anybody you speak to, they'll go, Well, well, that's Korean in the final end, and you're kind of that like if the players or management took that attitude. We're going to get left with an egg on their faces. But having said that, Hunter, they're never going to get a better chance of reaching a cup final with no. due respect, all due respect mm-hmm. to the teams that are on that side yeah. of the draw. Well, it's in their hands and it's doable. Mm-hmm. You know, it is doable. I think it would prefer that to the other or teams, you know? Absolutely. And Larner Lymphy is going to go out one or the other. That's and right. Lippenville's out, Crusaders are out, Glentorn's out, Palomino's out. Yeah. You know... Just need to be just guard against complacency. But Hunter, you're obviously a Limavady guy, and I think there was a great deal of frustration over uh, in Limavady that their match didn't go ahead and choose tonight. Yes, and I don't know what's going to happen. Some people think they could be in trouble because the lights were not. In fact, maybe all season they haven't just been at full strength. I wouldn't like it because Limavady have had a great start to their season. They've only lost one match. They've been very good. Yes, and uh, I would love to see them moving up again. Mm-hmm. But uh, it remains to be seen what happens and what decisions are made, you know? Yeah, well, Paul, Paul Owens, to be fair, now, obviously, Korean fans would remember Paul Owens very well from his time here at the showgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his first role and first job in management, and he's done a great job thus far. He's done it in, in his league. Limavady are doing really well. They're doing well in the Cups as well. They played this weekend. Um, he's signed very well. He's got a lot of good, experienced Irish League players there. He's obviously a manager that has a bright career ahead of him too in the game, Hunter, hasn't he? He seems to be yeah. taking management very well. Yes, I've been very impressed by what he's done. You know, uh, Limavady have been just mid-table for a while. And this is so good that uh, just to lose one match so far, and there with three different cup, cup matches as uh, competitions, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic to keep that run going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I, because they've fallen a long way. I mean, they used to be like obviously championship. Now they're in the the Premier League, mean, the, yeah. the third tier, if you like. So I think their immediate priority is to get back into that championship and then yeah. to try to build from there again. Well, if you think back about when we had a 16-team league, they were up on the top flight. That's and they had a great side. Tommy, uh, goalkeeper. Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright was manager, and he had some some players. That's right. You forget about that, actually. Oh, they definitely had a great team at that time. You forget about that. But they've always, they've always had good players, and they've always had good teams, haven't they? And even... A lot of like Limavady players, they've been a great. It's been a great feeding area for Korean over the years, hasn't it? There's been some great Limavady, oh, yeah. Limavady men that play for Korean. Yes, and a lot of Korean men went over there as well. <laughs> That's been, uh, but uh, I remember them won the, the Irish Junior Cup for the first time in 1964. Again, that was my first season. And they, they won that at Korean Showgrounds. Very good. It was nice, you know. And then the, they won the, the Andromeda Cup a few times. So uh, they, they have to a good sign over the years. But in the last five or ten years, they haven't just reached the height. Mm. So now they're really uh, putting all that effort in. It's, it's, it's probably hard, Johnny, as well for them because... It's a small enough area up around the northwest. You've got Corian as a senior club here in, in the top league in, in the Irish League. Then you've got Derry City in the Premier Division down south. 
it's difficult because you've got only a smallish pool of players that can play and it's difficult for Lamavari, I guess, to try to compete on equal terms with them, isn't it? Those two big clubs. Yeah, they're they're likely never going to, but I think they, they do well with, with with what they've got and you know, obviously Paul's doing well with them and they're flying high in the intermediate and they're still in a few cups as well. So like obviously Tuesday night would have been disappointed for them and I'm sure there was nobody more got it than the board and the players and everyone involved with the club. And it's just one of them things and it's just a shame that Glenavon to Lima Valley is just so far away and but that's one of them things that was out of their control. And so no, yeah, fingers crossed that um they get everything sorted and it hasn't been a date set, I don't think yet. So no. Um, but um, hopefully things fingers crossed, and you know, d- d- will the game get switched to Morinview Park because of what happened? Like who who knows? Um, but um, it's just it's one of them things. It's just it's just a pity for everyone involved, and listen, it's, it's nobody's nobody's mistake, and and hindsight is obviously a, 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 a wonderful thing. And and Onze would love to bring Lemavari down to Korea for a, a cup well, quarter final. Listen, of, of course he would, and why wouldn't he? You know that no one, and I'm sure he's. Looking forward to locking horns with with Glenavon as well, and you know they'll they'll learn so much from from that Glenavon game, and hopefully, and if they can get through that, and they play us, and they'll learn more even more. So, um, yeah, look, they'll be he'll be looking to he'll be looking to sort of test his wits against Dorn, and yeah. them two are still close. And what an incentive <laughs> is for Lamavari, by the way, um, you know, not not because they'd be playing Korean or whatever, but just to get through the the cup quarter final, so, um, and and the league cup, so. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's um, I think that one against Glenavon will actually be a really, really good game. Um, especially if it's at Lima, if it stays Lima Valley, uh, I think that'll be a good game. I actually do think I'd maybe go and watch that one and think, uh, see, I might do, right, right, I, right. I, I, I do think it'll be a tight game. Uh, I really, really do think that. Well, I, I do as well, especially if Lima Valley's at home because you look through the Lima Valley team and it's got a lot of Irish league experienced players in there, yeah, and Joe and Parkey and. We Toshi's there. We Toshi's there. Look at Dockery's there now. They've got Hugh Carlin. Yeah, Paul Wells, Big Pomeroy. You know, they've got a lot of good 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 players and they've played at played at a decent level. So um and they're going well obviously in our league. Glavin aren't so aren't so playing so well obviously in, in the premiership at the minute. So um no well, yeah, I think I think that'd be a good a good one to watch. I think it'd be tight. You'd be split loyalties there, Hunter. If that happened. Well, I mean uh if Limavani beat Corian, I'm not unhappy. <laughs> Obviously, Corian is my first, and I want them to win. But uh, if Limavani get through, fair play to them. And they've given Corian some games in the past. They have. They've always, uh, they've always given Corian their game. Stuff, you know, and uh, they'll be up for it. You, you can never take anything for granted in football. Oh. I mean, I mean in, in all your time, Hunter, what was the biggest sort of shock that you've sort of seen in, in following Corian? Well, there were a lot of them because <laughs> invariably if a, a team came to Corian and they hadn't won a match they would <laughs> they got charity <laughs> and I mean not going back very far they went to Balamina, the team that hadn't won a home game and were bottom of the table and we lost That's but right. Going back in, uh, in the early days Cliftonville and Bangor invariably finished 11 and 12 and had to seek re-election though there's no uh, promotion relegation and uh, we could lose to them mm-hmm. you know, it's just uh, a particular match I remember it was about 1965 they were home to Bangor and then, what, they were on my table came to showgrounds and Corey were flying Bangor won 3-2 so there's a lot of shocks I know and even I'm just thinking even sort of my early time following Korean bag and there was a couple of cup shocks Lock Gold springs to mind coming up Twice. in the Irish Cup yes we drew one all away and we lost at home 1-0 and the score was a former Korean player who was that? Uh, forgotten I probably know but I can't forgotten. think he played in Jim last time uh, oh, they also beat us on. Oh, they see have it here where they look up Lock Gold. Lock Gold beat Korean a couple of times around that era. Yes, I'm just looking for one here. Before your time, um, Johnny, by the way. Yes, they, they beat us in the Irish Cup in 2001 on penalties. I have it here. 
I hadn't, I've forgotten that one. And also, Armagh beat us on penalties. That's back to them on penalties again. <laughs> yes. Oh, there were some shocks. But the, we, we had all good shocks going to Windsor Park and winning 5 1. When was that? That was in 1967. Going to the Oval and winning 6-0. Well, I'm glad to say I was there. Uh, that was the anniversary of that was last week, I think. Is that right? Well, that was Patterson scored four. Mm-hmm. And one I thought was a goal of the season. The first one, was it? Oh, yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah, the first one. Uh, actually, actually, here's one for you. You see that 6 0 against Glenthorne? Yeah. yeah. That was the anniversary of that was on Tuesday when we won a penalty. So it must be a 7th of November thing. That's... Oh, I think good. I'm going to put a campaign on that we play. Uh, <laughs> November. Any, any, any important games, play them on the 7th of September or or just tell the players it's the 7th of November. They don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, just tell them, uh, just tell Oren and the players. But um, I mean, there has been some great. I mean, we, we had this conversation last week on the podcast. Hunter Johnny and I were talking about really our top 10 games and we laughed about it on Tuesday because we thought. We would have to rejig them, and, and if we were doing it this week, we would have to put Tuesday night's game somewhere yeah. in there. But I'm just wondering, from your point of view, do you have like a favorite game of all the years that you'd be watching it? I know it's a it's a very difficult question to pick mm-hmm. out a game out of sixty years of watching, yeah. but is there anything stick to mind? Obviously, there's a lot, but mm-hmm. one that I will always recall was a five-all draw at home to Lundfield. That was a league game. Uh, Linfield were leading 4-1 at one stage and we pulled one back to 4-2 at half time second half 5 all, and Tony Curley scored a header which many people say was legitimate but it was given offside uh, that was, was that to win it? yeah that would have won it but it was disallowed 6-5 <clears throat> you weren't allowed to beat Linfield 6-5 you know no. no you weren't allowed to beat Linfield <laughs> Full stop. I mean, pack crowd, and it was just entertainment. Yeah. Gaston was on his heyday, you know. Yeah, big Raymond. Raymond, he was he was super. Very but good. just before we forget, one particular recent penalty one, which we all enjoyed, Marabor. Uh, that was something. That's that still remains Johnny's undoubted highlight of his time with Korean. He talks well, about no it. Surprised. That's his highlight, isn't it, Johnny? Of over everything. Yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah, and it's weird, and it's, it's it's laughable because we we were obviously done our top ten favorite matches last week, Damien, and then like that match on Tuesday night would have to be up there now. So it's just <laughs> it just goes to show you just how football can can change again. And and I was thinking about penalty shootouts as well in my lifetime. So um, the Glentorn won the League Cup final. Always hurts. Oh, was that, yeah. oh, that was a, that was a bad that was a bad one. We beat Ards beat us in the League Cup semi final one year in penalties. That was a that was a bad one. That, that's the worst one yet. Balamina was, was that the one Korean were two 0 up? Yep. Balamina also beat us in a penalty show in the Irish Cup in COVID. Yep. Uh, that's right. It's, it's mad how the you, you always, Irish Cavanville beat us in the Irish Cup last year in penalties. Uh, it's just always mad how you remember the ones that uh, you, you somehow you don't really lose. Here's one after Marbor home to Motherwell. 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 Down 2-0. And then the what do you call them? Doherty scored two penalties. Ben Doherty scored two penalties. So. And then we, we lost won. We we won that. That. I still maintain we should have won that game that night. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't we didn't score one penalty in the shootout. Yeah. Did we not? No, no. we lost no. I have a bad memory. You, we no, lost you, the, I went three 0 we missed three, and they scored three, and that was it. That was, and as you say, we, we should have won it. Should have won it. Mick Skinner was very good that night. Yeah, he made a difference. We had we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, characters in, in the game, Hunter. You know, we were talking about it when he was on, and you know, Skinner is a big character in the game, and. The, the game has changed under and you probably have seen it over the years following local football and mm-hmm. has it changed much or how has it changed and is there fewer characters in the game now than there was in the past I definitely think there are fewer uh, you know, in all the clubs 
one memory, it was one I was told about, this had been in the 50s, and uh, there was a player called Harry McCormick, who was quite a good player over the years and a character, but he always would have had a tussle with somebody, and one in particular was a Linfield centre half, and Harry usually played in the wing, but they played him centre forward just for this tussle. But there was another one against a famous Wolbercush of Glenavon, and in a particular match, there was an incident on the referee rover and uh, Oberkush was on the ground because he just received a punch. And I, I, the referee says, what, are you okay? What happened? He says, I was talking when I should have been listening. <laughs> that was his answer. <laughs> Very good. He wasn't going to drop anybody in it, was he? It was no, like- no. Oh, that was the way they just took it. They took yeah. it exactly. They gave it. They, they took it and they gave it out. And equally, yeah. didn't they, Hunter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, one, one of one of the things I, I had this conversation with. I think it was somebody on Tuesday night, and we were talking about the way that the game has changed and whatever. And you know, you've seen it probably as well. It's all like it's more professional and whatever. But back in the in the days, back in the day, like after the game, two sets of players used to go upstairs and share a beer. Yes. after the game yeah. and that doesn't seem to happen any longer does it and that's gone out of it and that no. and joy, not, not, not joy as such but that fun aspect but of when, I, when I started watching uh, there was no segregation as such mm. and at the half time the supporters from one end moved to the other and they met each other and nothing you know it was a bit of, a bit of fun and also if a player moved on to another club and come back they, they were Accepted them, you know. They never, you know, now they're booed and all that. No matter how much they did, that's a wee bit. Uh, I think I don't like. You know, I like the friendship of it, and most yeah. of them do get on with each other. But that's the thing. I remember, like upstairs after the match, two sets of players used to go up and sit upstairs in the bar and have something to eat and a, and a beer, and yep. they would have a crack and slag each other. And it's it's weird, like with the advent or the the more professional professional the league gets that sort of part of it seems to be diluted doesn't it yes oh, it does it's uh it's, it's a wee bit sad you know but uh mm-hmm. it's just progress i suppose isn't it the way, yeah that's the way it is now and the, and the supporters <laughs> tend to hate each other more <laughs> <laughs> i just see when you were talking about the the supporters but i somehow i came across this part or little clip a video i think it was at Lisburn Distillery playing Linfield back in the 60s. It was black and white. <laughs> and it was exactly what you were talking about. People can probably find it on YouTube. And it was at half time. And the two sets of fans changed ends because the teams were playing into the opposite end. Mm-hmm. So the two sets of fans walked down the pitch. Right. To change uh-huh. yeah. ends. Uh-huh. And the place was packed. Check yeah. it out. You'll see it. And it's the most incredible thing. Two <laughs> sets of fans. Meeting each other on the pitch at half time, going to the yeah. opposite. Can you imagine yeah. that now? <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess Glentorn and Lanfield would do that. Aye. It'd be hard to do it at Balamina because there's no. No, no. Talking about characters as well, and, and people like they're not here any longer, but Bertie Peacock, Jack Dougherty, and people like that. Yeah. You know, you would have known them well. and Yes, and Mickey McCongan. Yeah, I mean, they were, like, I they were characters. Were yeah. Instrumental in the club in the back back in the day. Oh, they were, yes. Uh, and I have to tell you, those two, Jack Doherty and uh, Sammy Walker, had brains. <laughs> they had every rule in the book. You know, <laughs> they really knew their stuff. Um, both of them were at the first Korean match. Now, I wasn't there to see them, but they were the first Korean match. Ever and, and they 1920, 1927. That's correct. And they contributed a lot to Korean, and they were involved in the IFA. You know, yeah. So they knew their stuff. Sammy was very big in the IFA, wasn't he? He was yeah. president or something. Like, maybe at the yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. I mean, it's crazy, Johnny. When you when you sort of like, I mean, we have Hunter on here, and, and you've looked at the history of the club too, and. Some very, very high-profile people come through Korean Football Club over the years, isn't it? It's incredible. 
Oh, it is. Um, you know, even in my lifetime, obviously, look, if you know, Phil Internationals, you look at Roy Patterson and Carsey and, and Garth McCauley and guys like that, and hopefully PK and obviously Brad Lyons as well. So, yeah, look, I think it's been a so it's a mad club. Hey, I, I can't, I still, it's, I still think it's Tuesday night. It's the most mental. Like, we played Crusaders, the most convincing away performance you'll ever see. <laughs> Greatest, greatest respect to Valina. They obviously aren't as good as Crusaders, and we just absolutely just go over the line and no more. So it's just football. It just shows you how you, how crazy it is, and and uh, so I yeah I think I think Tuesday night I, th- I think I'll be speaking about that for about the next year, bro. It's, we didn't need to play well on Tuesday night either, did we? We didn't, Damien. But again, look, cup cup football, and you know this more than I do. Cup football is all about going through. Um, and when you look at the brackets of the team, you know if you look at Porter Downer through. They're also in the quarterfinal. Have they played well in every round? Probably not. It was probably one of the rounds where they weren't great. Um, so um, cup football. You, you don't care. You wouldn't care if you played well and won the cup, would you? No, that's it. Hundred <laughs> um, so, percent. Fingers crossed. I'm wondering if on Boxing Day, instead of playing the ordinary match, if they just go to penalties and say <laughs> they beat the eighteen seventeen. <laughs> Anyway, it would be probably better to watch in the match itself because the match itself was oh, it was hard. It was hard. We tend, we tend to get a lot of red cards at Balamina for some reason. Yeah, a lot of matches we have lost maybe two players. We have in the even in the recent past we've had a yes. bad record, disciplinary record. Mm-hmm. We did. We didn't have. A, we had a few bookings on Tuesday, but nobody sent off. I had four four bookings on Tuesday night. So, uh, but yeah, look, I think. Um, Good they obviously keep eleven men on the pitch. And uh mm-hmm. so no, yeah, look, it's just one of the games that we'll we'll chat we will be chatting about it in the years to come and just glad that they want to have that would be an absolute booker if 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 if, if you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny, I was gonna say like because we won and everybody's high the high of it all and all the rest, like obviously losing it. Because Balamina they lost that after extra time, eighteen seventeen, and now they have a big game this Saturday at home to Glenavon in the league. And, and we were talking to Jim Mervin after the match, and he was very keen to stress that it's a big test for his players because after losing, yes, but also Tuesday night was a big game against their Derby rivals in a cup game. Saturday against Glenavon, there'll be less of a crowd there as a sort of not running the mill, but it's not as a high profile game. And he's got the problem, Johnny, of trying to lift his players for that on the back of Tuesday, doesn't he? Yeah, but I think maybe also the way he would also look at it is, is that they were poor obviously against Log Hall and they had a reaction yeah. to that. So he'll be looking for the same level of performance as they had against us. I thought Balmina if Balmain had won probably in ninety minutes, I don't think we mm. have had many complaints to be honest. So he'll be looking obviously just for the same standard of performance and Try and be a wee bit more clinical in front of goal, and so yeah, that's probably the thing that he'll be looking for. And um, Glenavon as well. They they um, they obviously weren't playing on Tuesday night, so um, they should be a wee bit more um, fresher in a way, and 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 than than, than Balamina. But it's funny the life of a of a football fan as well, because I was talking to a couple of the Balamina guys afterwards, fans like, and they were saying like, ah, uh, you know, they were disappointed, but like Saturday against Glenavon is much more important. They would rather win on Saturday than than Tuesday, and you're like. Isn't it quick how you're you're you, you sort of change your mindset like you know trying to convince yourself that yeah we'd rather win on Saturday than Tuesday <laughs> try to make up for the disappointment. I don't I don't agree with that. I always think you. No, would, I think I you would never give me under. But but you, know, but you would you would say that to yourself, wouldn't you, to try and? I like, obviously like, yes, obviously, and they're going to be like, oh, we're in a relegation battle, and everyone else and three points and stuff, but. The end of the day, you want to you want to win every match you play on, whether it's the league or um, hopscotch or Kirby, whatever you're well, playing. You, you, want, you want you you want to be in the last eight of a cup competition. That's it. And, you know, for example, if if Balmain had to beat us and that draw was made, we seen Balmain at two home games. You'd be like, ah, oh, could have been. Oh. You know what I mean? So that's the way you have to look at it. And um, yeah, look, I think I think Balmain will probably be heartened by the performance. I think their fans yeah. would have been maybe a wee bit dreading it after they lost five two against Lock Rollin. Obviously, you wanted the cruise. So um, no, they'll be. But, but it's a big it's a big test for them on Saturday, just in terms of mentality, isn't it? It is a big they test for them. You have to go and do a good performance again and get a result. It is a big test for them, and it's just a load of load, I think there's maybe four teams down there now, and obviously all Minuri and and Dungannon, who all I think maybe scatter a points just so them games are are really are really like a six pointer, I suppose. So 
Um, I think it was meant to be covering that game for work, but I think I might be changed now. The Cliff and Volunteer, I, d- I don't really know yet. So, but I'll be at one of them games anyway. Um, so it'll be interesting to hopefully. I wonder if it'll be interesting to see what happens if Balmain get a penalty. Um, well, <laughs> that's good. That's a, that is an absolute certainty they get a penalty. So that is an absolute certainty. Um, or they can see who, 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 who would you pick to take it. Or they concede one, although Sean O'Neill might be back in the hits. Um, he's a very good, actually, penalty kick tip. Yeah. Who he is, and it was nearly... Although, you know, Sam Johnson done all right, to be fair. Yeah. Um, he did score his penalty, and then obviously missed one, but I thought he'd done all right with the penalty. So, But Sean O'Neill just has that bit of an aura about him in the hits, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was glad. I, I was more... And no disrespect to Sam Johnson, because... No. And I mean this, he, he done he done well on the show, but it's just... You remember it was a few years ago Louis Van Hal swapped his goalkeeper in the World Cup. It brought off um somebody and brought on Tim Krul because he's a penalty yeah. kick specialist and he just has that aura about him um in, in, in between the sticks. Was John O'Neill on the bench, was he? He was on the bench, yeah. He was on the bench. So maybe but maybe Sean is carrying a knock. Uh, Not many people know. But I, I would agree with you. I think the fact that it wasn't Sean O'Neill helped Korean because he's a big character, he's a big presence, he can yeah. dominate almost his his goal, so the fact that he wasn't there, I think, helped Korean in terms of taking their penalties. But, um, I mean, looking ahead, Hunter Korean not in action this weekend until Monday night. And yeah. given everything that happened on Tuesday, that has to be a blessing for Korean, doesn't it? Well, they definitely need that. <clears throat> definitely. And uh, it'll be interesting. Glentorn are not on a good run, and I hope that continues. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, it, Certainly, it's a good, a good one, a good test for Cole Ren to see if they can keep up what they've been doing the last couple of games. Uh, well, it kind of worries you because Glen Torn haven't been playing well, and you kind of think they'll probably at some point <coughs> put on a performance, and you just hope it isn't going to be Monday night in front of the yeah. sky cameras. No, I know that's right, and certainly they'll be all out to get a revenge for us beating them there. You know, but. Right. Uh, that's right, and uh, beat them well. Yes, oh, definitely. It was a, the best performance I've seen from them in many a day. Mm-hmm. Their possession, their movement, it was just top class. They were so good that night. And I think, if I'm right in thinking, maybe that I think John Gregg might be in charge on the sideline. I think maybe Warren Finney may be suspended after the red card. He's at two red cards this year, so I'm not sure, but. I yep. think John Gregg might be in charge. Of course, John with his Korean connections too. So that'll add a little bit of extra extra interest to the, the, the match. Well, it certainly will. And uh, uh, I know Glentoran fans aren't too happy at the minute, so mm-hmm. they'll be looking for a result. Let's, let's, let's hope it stays that way. And I mean, I hope so. it's, it's a difficult job, Johnny, for John Gregg, isn't it? Because, you know, he's, he's on a... He's in a hard one there, isn't it? I mean, he's he's stepping in there, and it's not his team, and it's like he's in there to do a job, and it's it's difficult. But like we all know, John, and he's a he's a bit of a chirpy chappy, isn't he? He doesn't seem to let anything get him down too much. No, he isn't. I think you know if the if the if the ship is down or whatever, or tolls are down, or people aren't feeling great. John's one of them guys. You sort of you don't laugh at him, but you laugh with him. I think it's a better <laughs> way. I think he's good at I think he's good at bringing people along with him. So. Yeah, look, I think it's obviously a difficult one for him. The fans aren't too happy there. I think we all know what Glentoran fans are notoriously like when, when things just aren't going great. And you know, that squad they have there is probably the best squad in the league, if not, you know, one of us one of the best anyway. So they can just turn it on like that. And so but yeah, look, I think um I think the not playing the Monday probably helps Corey in and they always yeah. have a quick turnaround to the Friday. So it works in one way, maybe it doesn't work in the other, but listen, um the players won't be thinking that when 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 they cross the white line. And Connor Connor McKendry, he's out for Monday, I think. So big loss for Corian. But the flip side of that is Matthew Shevlin's available again after sitting out his three match suspension. He is. Connor got five bookings. He got booked in the Crusaders game, so that carries across the league. So he's missing, but uh, Matthew Shevlin's back. So um, things could be worse. You could you could have both of them out. So uh, and Matthew will be no Matthew how I know him. I know Connor's above him. The goal scoring um, charts now for us. So. I'm sure Chevy will be wanting they they sort of make up for for lost time. So no no pressure on them. They they score a hat trick now on Monday night. Well, it, it's a it's a good thing Hunter having a striker coming back hungry for goals, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. And uh, I mean, it, it did so well last year, and you were hoping for him to kick on, and they started the first match two goals. 
you know, right. but uh, they're not coming as easily for him. Well, but, he was injured. He picked up the injury, and in yeah, first. that's right. Yes, but let's hope. Let's hope it clicks on Monday night. Yeah, and I would. Ta- I would take one nil. I I would take a one nil right. This I would take a one nil last minute goal. I wouldn't care how it goes <laughs> uh, or or a penalty. It doesn't matter. Um, and just on Monday night, the weekend being what it is, the remembrance weekend, Johnny. I think you'd posted something this week about there's a. a a service remembrance service taking place prior to the game on Monday night. If you maybe tell us a bit about that, yeah. So there's a remembrance service at half six at the showgrounds with the club chaplain, obviously, um, Reverend Ferry, and there's going to be a paper there and stuff as well. And there's going to be wreaths laid. And look, it's a good, obviously, service remembrance is important. And last post in the minute silence, two minute silence, and, and the blessing. So, um, yeah, look, everyone's welcome to attend. Obviously, it's a very poignant moment for everybody. And um, yeah, so I think half six and just before the, the Glint Warren match. So, yeah. Um, and everyone's welcome. So, nice, nice to remember that before they actually yeah, get Yeah, half, half six, half six, and everyone, everyone's welcome at the showgrounds before the big game. Yeah, very good. Uh, and just as well, something else that I happened to notice during the week. For those who are maybe listening to this from from England or from from around the world, maybe planning to come home for Christmas and New Year, Corian's New Year's Day game against Lockall has been brought forward in line with the other games in the top league as well. Yeah, so it's now the Saturday of the thirtieth of December rather than the New Year's Day. So I think New Year's Day is on Monday this year. I could be right on that. So well, obviously if the thirtieth is the Saturday. So. Um, yeah, I think I think it makes more sense. I think it gives people, the players, and everybody um, an extra couple of days to enjoy with their family. Obviously, after the thirtieth, so um, yeah, home they lock all, um, and they love them away. So I think we'll them. I think we have them actually earlier in the month as well. So, you know, I think we have them twice at home in the month. So uh, that was quite interesting. Um, but um, no, yeah, look, you have to. You obviously have to play the teams at some point. But um, obviously, it gives obviously holidays and stuff families more time together and be weird be weird maybe not going to a match on New Year's Day but listen um, there's a match on the Saturday so we're not too badly done you can go New Year's Day shopping with the missus uh, I would rather not Damien um, to be honest I don't want to start 2024 on the, on, the, on the wrong foot you know um, but um, I could probably get up to, get up to something could I uh, book a win on that day please it's my 75th birthday I thought oh. it was your birthday there you go. There you, I'll have yeah, I mean, them now. They have to win for that, don't they? That, that's all you want for your birthday. <laughs> I I thought it was around that day was that was your birthday from memory. Yeah. That's also Timothy Skinner. His his birthday the thirtieth of December as well. That's right. He's forty, I think, this year. I thought he was older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. That's... I think I think he's forty this year. Correct. Time to hang up the boots, Skinner, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> uh, but just on the on the Christmas thing as well, I think maybe, Hunter, you're old enough that Korean used to play games on Christmas Day. They played Christmas Day and Boxing Day. As <laughs> Christmas Day was on a, a Thursday, they would have played Thursday, Friday for Boxing Day, and Saturday. Three matches, and in and those days, there were no substitutes. That's the way it was. What, what, what just, time just, is just what, one what, thing. What? Our last Christmas Day match was in 1976 at Ballymena Showgrounds. And Corian won 3-2. Guess who scored a hat-trick? Desi Dixon. Correct. Had it that, was the end of, that was the end of Christmas Day matches. Any penalties? Nope. <laughs> Desi, Desi, what a guy. What, what a man, Desi. Yeah. Desi Dixon, and we, we, we hope he's keeping well as well. You know, mm-hmm. we know he, he's um he's been well looked after at the minute and people are going to visit him and everything. So he's always in our, our thoughts as well. I mean, you see his gold record. When Anytime you see the gold record that he has just written down, it just it blows you away, doesn't it? Just Oh, yeah. He was phenomenal. He really was. Well, <laughs> I saw him on his first match. It was away to Bangor in 1965, and he scored. That, mean? that was the year I was born. A, uh, a much, a much would he not be worth today if he oh. was playing? Priceless. He, he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, he was great. <clears throat> Very good. Hi. Listen, guys, we've really nearly come to the end of our time here. Hunter, it's yep. been 
Fantastic having you on. Um, uh, I'll get in there early and wish you a very happy birthday early. And a happy 60th anniversary on Boxing Day. <laughs> it's going to be a big festive season for you, isn't it? Yes, even better if we win. <laughs> well, two two wins and you'd be you'd be more than happy, actually, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, but when you just before we finish, looking back in the sixty years, highs and lows, but you wouldn't have changed it at all, Hunter. I'm sure, would you? Oh no, it's been fantastic. I've met hundreds of players, and I still have a lot of contact with them. You know, it's great, great to see them again. As you um, say, great memories, plenty of good memories, and, and friendships as well within yeah. you know within the club and, and other yeah. clubs, and that, and that's essentially what sport is. But it all yeah. it boils down to is about friendships. You, yeah. Yes, winning's great, trophies, medals are great, but it's mem- friendships, memories. Those are the things. Yeah. that you sometimes some of the, some of those are better than some of the matches. You know, Aye. you like meeting people again. I mean, I have friends in most clubs, and I have friends with. Players from other clubs, you know, it's nice to have that. It is, but that's what it's all about. I mean, Johnny yeah. and I, like, you know, we're big mates, like, we go to all the matches together. And when I'm long gone, Johnny, I'll talk about the days we spent together going to the matches, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I keep, I keep Damien Young. Yes, I can believe it. <laughs> somebody, somebody has to, it's not an easy job. So, uh-huh. here, well, Hunter, thank you very much for coming on. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, and I wish you a good 60th anniversary and a 75th birthday. That's it. I'm not wishing you any more than that. Okay. Johnny, good to see you again. I'm glad you finally got over Tuesday night. And um, <laughs> hopefully you'll you'll keep getting messages from media outlets to talk about Korean's penalty expertise. So uh, until next week, we wish Korean the best of luck on Monday at home to Glen Torn. Uh, and don't forget our good friends, sponsors, Lodge Hotel. So until next week, Take care. Thank you very much for listening and come on the Bansayers. <laughs>